It's 28 away from a Kennard's hire. Do they make trade easy? Kenoth, they do. Here are some sports headlines for you. Tavita Offer slotted a sideline conversion at the death to claim a famous win for counties against Canterbury in their Storm Week clash in Pukekohe last night. Counties had dominated the first half, leading 17-10 at half time, but the injection of Cullen Grace and Mitch Drummond had the red and blacks leading 29-17 15 minutes into the second half before counties mounted a comeback and the last gasp win their first over the mainlanders since 2016. Canterbury have now lost three of their last four and slipped a third in the standings behind Auckland and Tasman while counties are eyeing the playoffs and sit in eighth place. In the NRL, Rabbitohs bound Jack Whiten has been suspended for three matches and is set to miss the round one match in Las Vegas with his new teammates after being found guilty of biting. Whiten, who will join Souths from Canberra next season, was referred to the NRL judiciary after night's 5-8. Tyson Gamble alleged that he had bitten him during the final match for the Raiders' season in the elimination loss. The 30-year-old pled not guilty to dangerous contact, but a panel of former Panthers forward Tony Pugliatua and ex-referee Paul Simpkins decided he had bitten Gamble's left forearm after it was pushed at his mouth. Kangaroos coach Mel Meninga provided a character reference, I found this funny, said the actions were out of character. Hearing then said, yeah, but he's had four previous judiciary adventures this year, so what are you talking about? <laughs> Shut up, Mel. Um, so, <laughs> and over to the All Blacks, well, yep, you heard it. Uh, Mel's from... running out of centres, mate, that's why. Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Araha said that uh, Sam Whitelock's going to equal Richie McCall's All Black record when they face Namibia this weekend. That team is out. Offer Tuanga Fasi, Simasoni Tokiahau, Nipo Laalala, the front row. Brody Retallick, Sam Whitelock are the locks. Luke Jacobson, Dalton Papali, Adi Savia, captain. That is the rest of the pack. Cam Royguard at nine, Damian McKenzie at first five. The wings are Caleb Clark, Lester Fyanganoku, David Havili, Anton Leonard Brown in midfield, Bowden Barrett at fullback. Boys, uh, your thoughts on that? It's a, it's a pretty strong team, isn't it, Tony? I've got I've got to say, I'm really surprised that they haven't gone and, and built the combinations on the back of a loss against France. Um, you know, when you when you got Bodie Barrett back there, if, if you're going to make the changes, then put Will Jordan at fullback at least. But you know, to, to, it's sort of a, a mixed match. You've got some players there, some players not there. I, I, I don't know whether it's a nervous selections. But for me, it would have been really easy. I would have said, right, you guys are playing for the next three weeks because we we do or die against South Africa. And uh, we want to be making sure that everything is spot on going into that game. The thing with Foster is his, his biggest asset is probably his biggest downside. He's very loyal. And he'll show loyalty throughout. And you've seen that throughout his whole tenure as head coach. And, he, and he's showing that with, with some of these selections. Uh you know, look, I'm happy with Cam Roygaard being in there, mm. getting an opportunity. I'd love to see what he can do with more time on the park and just to show his wares. I think, um, you know, he's definitely a number two, could potentially even be pushing for number uh, one to take over from from Aaron. I mean, he's going to take over anyway when, when Aaron leaves next year. Uh, you know, you got Brody Retallick, Sam Whitelock, formidable uh, mid-locking mid combination. Dalton Papali, this is a huge chance for Dalton to go out there and really stamp his mark. With Sam Kane, we don't know the extent of how long he's going to be out. So it potentially could be Dalton's opportunity. Luke Jacobson comes in at six. You know, like got Ethan Blackett has been flying over. Sham Frizzell, his hamstring's still the problem. So Luke Jacobson really needs to stand up physically. You know, we've heard about these concrete shoulders and, you know, everyone running into him and he, he puts them on, the, on their backside. Oh, I want to see that. 
I want to see that from Luke Jacobson. I want to see him instilling his physicality throughout this performance. The, 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 the confusing thing, Kempi, you touched on it, Will Jordan. Where is Will Jordan? Mm. They've, they've gone with Bowden Barrett again. And, and I can understand why they're doing it, but it's confusing the hell out of whoever our 10 is at the moment because Bowden had a hell of a lot more touches than Richie Moonga. Richie can't transition and play fullback. He's a 10. And when you've got someone really dominating that first playmaker, you go missing, you get out of the game, you're not really involved, you don't have the keys mm. to, to the to the car. <clears throat> so, uh, like, I'd love to see Will Jordan uh, having a crack at, at fullback and potentially you go with Richie or you go with Bowden starting at 10 and one of them on the bench. I'm surprised that we've got all three in the in the in the twenty three, you know. Mm. I thought so I thought Bowden Merritt would have a rest or Richie Mawanga would have a well, rest. Well Will's gonna be injured. There, there has to be something from it, you know, or that's what I'm saying. It's, it's it looks like nervous selections, like throwing pl- players in and out to see whether or not they have the right combinations, as opposed to saying, "Well, let's pick our best team and let them work on combinations." Mm. You know, there's, a, there's there is an actual difference in that selection policy. Like I would have thrown this, the the first team back out again and said, "You know, this is the team that I'm going with. You're the first team." Um, I'm going to give you the next three weeks to work on work on your game coming into the quarterfinals. That's that's hopefully if we can get past Italy, um, which I'm pretty sure we will. But coming up against South Africa, you change it this week, you change it again next week, mm. uh, 12 days time, and then what you go into the last game with your best team before you hit, you hit South Africa or Ireland. I, d- I just don't think it's enough time. Mm. Yeah, no, 100 percent agree. Um, text us on that double eight double three is the temper and bedpost text machine because we do have a text of the day prize as well. Thanks to our good friends at Chemist Warehouse and their spring frenzy sale. Uh, them and their good friends at Swiss have got two hundred and fifty dollar uh, pack up for grabs for us to give away. If uh, if you want to score that, then just text us double eight double three. Your thoughts on that Warriors uh, on that Warriors team. On that All Blacks team, pack valued at over $250. Uh, there you go. Those are your sports news headlines. Thanks to Kennard's Hire. Do tradies deserve special treatment at their local Kennard's Hire branch? Ken Oath, they do. Your calls, your texts after this. 0800 150 811 8833. 17 away from 8 here on Izzy and Kimberly. <laughs> Boys, please. <laughs> Do you want me to pick up? All right, can you wait on? Here we go. Welcome back to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Ricardo's mouthful when we just come out of there. He just caught him off guard. But that's okay. I was okay until Kempe looked at me and started laughing. What? No one's off guard. Turn your mic off. Turn your mic off. All right, welcome back. Uh, you team... beauty, Rick. <laughs> you are the best, mate. The team has been announced. So we've got to get all serious here. And people that have got the guards up have given us a call on 0800 150 and we're going to go to Graham first just to ease into this before we get to the big gun and uh, someone that will be spitting tacks no doubt Dean he's going to wait on but Graham counties. Graham Graham we had a text counties. come through and say counties counties I'm gutted mate yeah no buddy Canterbury losing two games in four days not good yeah um, yeah well, it was Similar to the Auckland game, but well done to the counties boys. I thought Cullen Grace um, had a great game for Canterbury, but uh, as he has all year since he's come back from injury. But no, those yeah, the counties team certainly stuck it to them, and we mm. missed a few one-off tackles again. And similar to what happened against Auckland on into a degree Wellington here at home. They should have went. They should have went home, Graham. They should have went home and got some of that you know southern milk back into them. 
They, sta- they stayed yeah, up well. here. They stayed up in Auckland and got a bit soft. Oh, you're probably right there. Actually, I think you've got you're onto something there, mate. Yeah, no, um, no, but well done. <laughs> Too many lattes. No. Too many lattes, mate. Too many lattes, yeah, no, definitely. Stein lagers and lattes, it's not good, yeah, no. Get back to the Canterbury draft, I don't think it didn't exist anymore, but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. But uh, onto the All Blacks uh, selection, yeah, well, no, I'm very disappointed. Will Jordan's not at fullback. In fact, I even thought with Foster's track mm. record that possibly, I, I thought he would have started, actually. Like, mm. I thought that. Um, it's got to be I something really going on there, Graham, maybe potentially. Well, niggle from that, from that game. Be. I because mean, it, well, he's also had, you know, not only be the head issue, but it'll definitely be, uh, it could be, but yeah, also I think that, yeah, it's not showing much imagination. I think they needed to change something, but also, yeah, blueprint team for going to the Italian game in a couple of weeks' time would have been good. With, you know, they needed to make a three or four changes from what, who started on Saturday morning, obviously, but... Um, yeah, no, no, I'm very surprised about Will not playing at fullback. And some of the other selections, yeah, good to see Cam Roygaard. I mean, he, another county's boy. Uh, yeah, but he's having a great season and he deserves it. He's start. lucky he so wasn't probably... playing last night. It would have been 50. Oh, thanks for putting the boot in. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was lucky he wasn't playing last night too. All right, Graham, yeah. mate. Uh, we're going to have to let you go, my friend, but we appreciate it. And uh, sorry about last night. No, I'm not really sorry, mate. Go to the Bay. Go Hawks Bay. I can't say the Bay. But thanks, Graham, for your call, and we'll catch up with you soon, my friend. Cheers. All right, let's uh, cross over. And, well, he's been waiting. He's been simmering away for seven-odd minutes, so no doubt he'll be angry to boot. Dean, how you going, Dino? Mate, the only angle with me is I, I can't actually believe that I'm agreeing with a league, is he? Like, Kenton makes a lot of bloody sense on the show. It's almost doing my head in like Foster. Like, I just don't know what to say, but I'm with everyone else. Like, hopefully there is a wee niggle to Will. I don't know why they just don't tell us. Because we, I said yesterday, like, you guys are punters. I don't mind having a go as well. And I'm getting sick to death of making money on us bloody losing. I'm, I'm, I'm over. Like, mm. Let's talk to talk to your TAB dude. And let's give us a, a, a pick six. All Black's got six games left. And just put it out there at 100 bucks Because we know there's two games to win this thing. South Africa and whoever is on the other side, Ireland or France, that make the, the final. Australia, sorry, Australia or France or Ireland. One of those three is going to be the other <coughs> finalist. So... Get a TAB out there and let's have a bit of fun with it. But I, for me, I, I would like to see. I want combination, and Damien, mm. for me, should play probably with twelve being Geordie Barrett. And I just think I'm over this double ten bullshit. Well, that's our utter rubbish. It doesn't. No, no one else does that. Well, we don't need to do that. Richie is a tidy enough ten. But I honestly believe with Dave Harvilli outside him, Dave is the eyes, is the ears. They all talk about this comm stuff. We never had any of that in my day. It was just give us the ball, Brownie, and we'll see what we can do. You see, I mean, Harvilli kind of plays the Aaron Major role to to Mawanga's Carter, right? So that's what you're saying. You've got him there. You don't need another 10 at 15. But totally, he's got more. He's got the, he's got every skill required. Like, and he and also the the. The art that New Zealand rugby don't really like much, but it does win games, as the guy forward showed the other day. Like, he will kick a drop kick because he's not afraid to read the paper and it say he missed. You know, he's got all the skills. He is afraid to take Richie, it to the line, I'm, though. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, 
I just think you want combinations, and those two are proven under pressure because well, the Crusaders had a hell of a season with injuries and whatnot, and they, they still got the, the, the chocolates, you know what I mean? And I've got nothing against Geordie Barrett at 12, but I think he goes with um, Damon McKenzie at 10. And Bowden Barrett, for me, he, he's made his decision. I thought after he tried to tackle the Marpy when he went to the Blues against the Hurricanes, he said, I'm not playing fullback ever again. I don't blame him. Mm. It's one thing I hate about it. Too, well, the, D- the Polynesian boy. Dino, look, the team has been selected, and uh, I think um, we're going to have to kind of figure out and um, watch it unfold. I, I totally hear what you're saying, for sure. Uh, Damien McKenzie, uh, David Harvilli, Richie Moonga in there. David Harvilli's like, kind of... Composure in that position would uh, do Richie Moonga absolute wonders. Look, for the thing for Bowden Barrett, he's not a horrible player. No. He's not a horrible player at all. He's played 117 tests for a reason because he's class. The thing with Bowden Barrett is he's actually he's just a little bit confused about his role. And when the pressure's on, honestly, I've been out there. When the pressure's on and you're getting no communication from anyone whatsoever... And you're thinking, okay, I've got to do this by myself. And you're seeing a big white wall cam at you. You've got to kick it. You've got to kick it. But kicking isn't the only option, is what I'm saying. Your midfields need to work hard. The communication needs to stay up throughout all those pressure moments. And there are solutions that can unfold. He's going to have to kick. He's going to have to have a kick every now and then. We don't want to see all those wayward kicks and kicking willy-nilly, little chip kicks over the line. We want um, you know, kicks that are fine and grass. And putting teams pressure. under pressure. pressure, pressure, pressure kicks. Mm. That's, you know, there's no no worries. It's rugby, rugby, rugby. The kicking game needs pressure. The the one question that no one has brought up is where's um, the other Barrett? Where's Geordie Barrett? Where's well, he's injured? I know, but how? So so now we're saying this is actually quite a serious injury. So he's missed two games now. So that's what I'm that's what I'm saying about these combinations. Like you need to work on those combinations. Mm. Geordie comes back in the let's say he comes back next game and gets injured again. Mm. Now, you, now you change the centre pairing again? Well, I think that's probably why they've left him out this time. That's right? probably the another, risk. another week to get right. The thing about this, hey, like, do we risk starting our top team potentially getting injured, even though they haven't really got any cohesion going? Or do we change it all up and do the feel-good factor of giving everyone a run? Well, it's Harvey and Anton Leonard Brown need game time. Mm. And I guess you're saying, well, we get through this game against Namibia, and then we've got 12 days. Yeah, but, so but, you're giving Geordie Barrett three weeks to get but right. But what I'm saying is if Rico Iwani's a centre, who's the second 5'8 if Geordie Barrett's not playing? And he should be playing next to Rico Iwani. David Harvey. Bu- yeah. Building combinations going into, the, going into the main game, which will be Ireland or South Africa. Yeah, mm. give us a text, double eight double three. Your thoughts are here on give Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Or, yeah, 0800-150-811. David Campisi had some things to say. We'll get to that next here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, eight away from eight. Yeah, three minutes away from eight o'clock here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Double eight double three is the text line. Quite a few coming you through. Love West Ham, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> um, Miles, Check out my socials. Yeah, Miles Davis uh, has a lot to answer for. Um, I also get mad when I hear uh, that we've taken learnings from that loss to France. You should have taken learnings when you lost to them last time we played in New Zealand. World Cups aren't for learning. We've had four years mm. for that. That's from Brenton. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> I think everyone's a little bit confused. You know, like you go out there and everywhere I go, it gets quite annoying actually. You know, everyone wants to know about the all day, so what do you think, blah, blah, blah. But it's a topic. We're so passionate about them and uh, we want to see them do well. Look, I I just think that we just didn't adapt to the pressure. Like the pressure was right on. And France, you know, 26 minutes ball and play. Teams are intentionally 
trying to play a way that's going to take us away from our our style. So we've got to find a way, adjust, adapt. We've got to hold on to the ball. We've got to hold on to the ball for long periods of time. At the moment, we're a little bit stuck because our breakdown has been ineffective. And when our breakdown's ineffective, we're giving away too many penalties. We only solution we have in our mind is we've got to kick it. We've got to kick everything. I, so we've got to be brave, Kempi. Look, I, I think there's a, a problem, and I think it's I think it starts with the aggressive defensive lines that takes the time off our ball players and puts them in a a rush decision making process. And I we've we've been talking about this for two years, and they have not addressed that part of their game. So how do you nullify a line speed? You need, you need to. I'll tell you the first thing you do. You need to. You need to muscle up, and you need to go through that line and bend that line so that they're not coming forward at running you all lines? the time. That's right. So you're running really good lines. You're stopping that speed of the line, going through the line, picking the right players that can do that, and then breaking it up with a really good kicking game. Kicking game. And a kicking game has to be built on pressure. Yeah. But if you keep allowing them to to roll over the top of you like they have been doing. Um, especially in that South African game and that French game, it's the the main thing that's missing is time, mm. because that's what rush defence does. It just takes, and when you take time away from Richie Mwanga, you take you just you set it when he's got a big um, white line coming at him, he doesn't know what to do as he kick. Mm. It's called time, and that's what that defensive line does. And they have not they've known about it because we've been speaking about it for two years, and they haven't rectified it. We, we got we don't want to go too deep. You know, when we get too deep, it's too far away from the line. You're not really holding any, any defenders. So you take one or two steps, give yourself a little bit more time, but the kick is there. Like everyone's saying, put the boot away, put the boot away. No, you cannot do that. You're just going to kick smarter, not aimless kicking. Depth doesn't beat a speed of uh, uh, up and in line. Aggressive line running beats it because you've got to bend it and make it go backwards. Mm. Coming up on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, Brad Webber's going to join us after the latest in news with Aroha. Thanks to Kubota, together we're shaping and building New Zealand. To Leonard Brown and now Savaya and Reese stepping and scoring brilliantly. The All Blacks 71, Namibia 9. Lister in to Stokes, who should be out here. This has gone high, high, high up in the air when well, he won't be out because it's gone even further than I thought, and it's six. And I'll tell you what that is. That is the highest individual score by an English man in one-day international cricket. And it goes. Oh, great scrum from Canterbury. So two to left. Has it gone for the left? He's just shot. Great defence from Canterbury. They go wide. They break the pass over the top. Marjorie Stephen strikes it. Now he's got under it. Is it drifting towards the post? It is five past eight here on SENZ. Is Ian Kempe for breakfast? Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Their spring frenzy sale is on now. We've got a prize pack valued at over $250 to give away. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse and their friends at Swiss for the text of the day. Double eight, double three. Coming up, Ben Vullavulla this hour. Also, Brad Weber, not too far away, but we should get to your texts. And uh, this is one, uh, Izzy, that I'd love to put to you from Mac Dog. No relation to Rick Dog, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> uh, hey, your team, any chance you can get Razor on here to get his thoughts? on selections and how and what he would do differently. 
bring on the new All Blacks coach. We need a real winner. Well, Ray's is over in France, living it up. Seen a bit of footage of him and his wife Jane over there having a good a good time. But this is a question I actually got asked last night. What would Razor do? And I thought about it long and hard, and I said, look, Super Rugby's different. Super Rugby's long, you know, a couple of months of hard rugby. And against the top teams, you play your best team. Against the lesser sides, you probably give players opportunities. But this is different. This is a World Cup where you've got two months max to go out there and win the big one, wear Ballast Cup. So if, I was, if I'm putting Razor's hat on right now, I think he'd go with the top team pretty much every time to give people cohesion, opportunity, confidence in their roles. And he might tinker a wee bit, one winger maybe potentially, somewhere in the loose forwards, but he wouldn't change a hell of a lot. If I'm trying to be Razor and put him into the situation, I think he would uh, approach it like many are saying there, Rick Dog. Kippy, yeah. you, you think it'd be the same? Oh, look, I yeah, I, I would like to think that that's mm. what Razor would do. Because hard to know. I, I think what's missing in this um, thought process is actually where we are on the on the um, on the level with every other side. You know, we get done by South Africa, and we get done by them physically. Yeah, the same thing happens to Fr- and against France, and then France dominate us um, with their attacking ability late in the game because they wear us down. And you hear, just going back to rugby league, Andrew Webster talking about hanging into these games and building pressure and taking it late. And I think what what what's happening is that we actually think that we're better than we are. Hence the reason why our players need some consistency in selections so they can work on combinations and get their game right. Like when you're throwing them, I know you're training at high levels, Izzy, in the All Blacks, and they're the benchmark. They always have been the benchmark for me. But when you're further down the ladder, you would pick your best team every week to get them ready to play the best teams. Like you wouldn't say, well, we're on the same level, we're going to go and play them next week and and we, we, we're going to put our best team in then. Well, you're not the best team anymore. And I think people need to, like, take your, take your polarised glasses off and realise that, that this all-black team that I grew up with... I that think was, they realise that. ...that compete. watched you, yeah. you know, and knew they were number one, ain't number one anymore. Mm. And the selections are... Re- they, that's what I'm saying. It looks like a really nervous selection. Because you've got blokes in there. Like, why is Bowden Barrett in that spot? Now, is Will Jordan injured? Because that's the only reason. If you're going to make those changes, give Will Jordan a shot at fullback because he might be the answer to your, to your question offensively. Mm. Yeah, I know David Campisi was talking about that, saying that it's an all-black team that goes sideways a lot, which he hasn't seen before. So um, I'll get to those, uh, those comments the right. later. We're yeah. talking off here. You've got to earn the right to go wide and someone's going, go old school, earn the right. Well, you, can't go, you can't go wide. You can't, it's called an illusion. Mm. Yeah, well, all man, right? Race, racing defence. I remember, I remember our defensive coach when I was playing, he said, don't think you can go around them because it's an illusion, all right? There is no space on the outside, okay? And Because uh, what happens is they call it the Harbour Bridge Pass. You watch it, and rugby league's the same thing. If we, we throw cut-out passes and they go over Harbour Bridge Pass, defensive lines are that quick these days. By the time the winger catches it, they're there. Yeah, they've shuffled. Well, a man who might have some insight into this uh, is, is on the phone oh, with sorry, us now. He is um, uh, 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 probably uh, most famous for being the first man in history to hit a hole-in-one at the Taiki Golf Estate, uh, Phil Tatarangi's course in the Waikato. Uh, Don't pump him up. Brad Weber, have, 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 have <laughs> they put a plaque on the bench by the by, by the tee there yet? Good morning to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, good morning. I think I've missed um, a lot of that chat. So in terms of insight, I think uh, you guys have probably covered it. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, no, there's no bench there yet. I'm, um, I'm actually going up for a sponsor's night at Tiki in a couple, uh, I think it's next week, so... I'll make sure that's on the um, 
top of the agenda. I'll make sure I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, top of it and make sure it gets on there because, yeah, my, uh, my great achievement hasn't been recognised properly just yet. <laughs> Brad Webber, Hawks Bay's finest out on Apia, boys. Mm. Hi, my friend. Hey, uh, welcome to the show, mate. It's great to have you on. And uh, we've been just talking about the All Blacks team. We'll, we'll, we'll shy away from that right now because you're playing for Hawks Bay and the Magpies. You've had a difficult couple of weeks. You're taking on Manawatu tomorrow night at McLean Park. What, what's the week been like post that Battle of the Bays, which cost me a lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, um, it cost me a lot of uh, a lot of texts from Clayton McMillan and all those guys as well. So yeah, I've been coughing it too, Dagger. Don't worry. So yeah, it took a couple of days to pick the bottom lip up. But um, to be fair, we, now we get to play uh, Manawatu, who you know people in Hawke's Bay. We don't like the people from uh, from the Manawatu. Palmerston North, a bit of a um, as a Spanish woman. Well, we struggle um, to say yeah, that team's name not, on our show. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it'll be the last time I mention them so by name. So, um, yeah, no, like boys are pretty fizzed up to to get stuck in it. It's our last regular season home game. We need to wrestle some momentum back because we had a good start. We've had a bit of a lull in the last few weeks. So, mm. um, yeah, no better team to to play against than these buggers. Mate, how, how have you found it, Brad? Like I said, you should have been up there in France, um, picked in the top top three halfbacks in the country. But how how you find it playing at NPC? Because a big big question we got here is that NPC needs to be re- revamped and it needs to be the premier competition in the country. Um, is it is it like that uh, in the world of players that you talk to? Would they like to see that? Um, yeah, cheers, Kimpi. Uh, uh, yeah. Don't worry, mate. You can say I'm, 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 your team, biggest, mate, so. I'm your biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no, I, I need a I need to show you a few beers next time I see you. Oh, feel, feel free to do that. Big <laughs> 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 pockets. Yeah, but um, in terms of like the NPC, yeah, like I've, I've often thought about this as well. It's, I I would love to see NPC get back to how it was. Um, with all the All Blacks playing and stuff, and being the premier competition, I just yeah, it, it probably comes down to whether New Zealand has the, um, the I guess the money to to do it. Do they have enough to uh, bankroll fourteen professional, fully professional teams? In this? It's uh, yeah, because I, I would love it. Like it'd be, I mean, I'm down here in Hawke's Bay, mate, and it is an absolute beauty of a day. Mm. It's probably like 20 degrees, sunny. It's like this all the time. <laughs> so why wouldn't I want to spend 12 months or, you know, nine months of the year here? It's absolutely but, humming, isn't it, mate? I was here on the weekend, Webby. I was here on the weekend and the sun is shining. But just to elaborate on that, on that, at the moment, Hawke's Bay is thriving. Like, we've got sponsors throughout, people really passionate in the community from a Hawke's Bay perspective. But uh, obviously the investment's a huge talking point. But if you've got top players like yourself, you know, the, the Barrett boys, the Ioannis that are playing this competition week in, week out, I don't think it's a no-brainer reinvestment-wise. Well, it would, what it would take would probably, you'd probably have to take the provinces um, to be privately owned, I'd imagine. Mm, yeah. That would... And certainly, you talk about sponsors like Hawke's Bay is just un- so so good in terms of support around here. Mm. So I, I definitely think we wouldn't struggle to find someone or a company or a group of people that would that would be keen to do that. Um, I guess yeah, it's about convincing New Zealand rugby because they'd have to probably cease a little bit of 
um, power over it to to allow it to happen. I mean, it, it's essentially what happens in in France with the the top fourteen. They're all um, privately owned, and they seem to be going pretty good at the moment, don't they? So um, yeah, there's certainly merit to it. Um, yeah, I, I'd love someone to do a bit of digging and see if it could if it could happen because. Yeah, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, well, I was just wondering, you know, 14 teams it might be too many. We might have to, you know, merge a few. Would you would be keen for the Central Vikings to return? Oh, but he then that means I just have spoke to about merge it. with one or two. <laughs> you look I know. You look good in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> bucket with a beak. How good would that be? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, no, we can't do that. We can't, <laughs> can't do that. that. Well, well no. Brent, I mean... I know you're a chief, right? And I know the Chiefs love to beat the Blues. So what would you mm. rather do? Would you rather beat Manawatu in a Hawks Bay jersey or beat the Blues in a Chiefs jersey? Ooh. <laughs> Hard questions, mate. Jeez. Um, I must say there's, you know, I've played over 100 games for the Chiefs now, so there's nothing better than beating the Blues. What about so beating I'll the Crusaders? That. Is that better? Uh I was, I was going to say something, but then you, I was going to say something like light work, but then I know that would be a complete lie. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't stitch myself up like that. But no, yeah, being the Crusaders, especially when you were playing, Daggy, that was that was always good fun. You're a chirpy, <laughs> chirpy bugger, I must say, my friend. Um, hey, look, uh, you're heading offshore. Start Francais, you're heading yes. to Paris. I know your partner's over there in Hellas. Well, mate, must be a contract mm. to boot. But uh, <laughs> are you excited for that trip, that change? Yeah, mate, I am. I was, I was probably a little bit nervous. I've been, I've been doing um, French classes at night while I was in Hamilton, and, geez, the language, it's so hard learning a language. So I'm like... Go on, then. I'm, 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 no, no, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to embarrass myself on here yet. I'll, I'll do that when I get over there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, that sort of stuff I'm nervous about. But after my, um, my partner's been... Um, she's in my in my apartment at the moment in Paris. She's she's, she's been uh, over in Ireland visiting some family and seeing the apartment and seeing the spot looks mint. So um, no, I'm actually really pumped for a change, mate. It's um, been on the New Zealand rugby grind for sort of ten years now, so it's it's time for something else. And yeah, you know, getting to live in in Paris and get to travel around Europe, have, try a European summer. I know the, the Olympics are in Paris next year, so there's just so much to look forward to, mate. And, uh, yeah. You left one out there, mate. The euro. The euro. <laughs> yeah, the exchange rate's pretty good at the moment. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's why you're coming to shout me a beer. Hey, um, when you when you when you're sort of looking at the game, and I used to do this when I you know wasn't getting picked for the Kiwis and going, oh man, they're not doing this right or um, they're not doing that right. You know, when you're looking at the All Blacks at the moment, Brad, because it'd be good to get your opinion when you watch that last. Oh, well, let's say the last two games, the South Africa game and the French game. Where, where do you think there's some areas that we can improve on? Well, I think the South Africa game was a bit of a, an outlier in my mind. I think it's just, it just goes to show that against the, the top teams, you have to have 15 men on the field. You're just not going to, you're not going to compete with them um, playing with 14 for, you know, 90% of the game. It's just, it's just not going to, not going to cut it. But um yeah, the French game, man, geez, France are just, geez, they're just so good, aren't they? I mean, I'm not sure if they, I know there's been a lot made about the kicking. Have, I'm assuming you've uh, yeah. probably discussed the, the mm. kicking on here, but did you, have you seen the um, the stat thing that's going around on, oh, I think it was Bernard Jackman um, presented it on Irish TV. It was 
games that the All Blacks that All Blacks have lost, opposing teams have held the ball for on average twenty seconds per possession, so that, that works out to be about three rucks, and then they're kicking it. Same as so it happened against France, and um, mm. and then in teams where games where the All Blacks win, the opposition um, average possession is forty seconds or about six rucks. So the less time they're spending with the ball, the more likely they are to win. The teams are obviously kicking a lot to us, which we saw on the weekend with France. They kicked so much to us. Um, so I wonder, did we actually not kick enough? Should we be kicking more? Mm. Did we fall into that, that trap? Did we fall into that trap? Because yeah, that will happen in the second half, didn't we, Brad? Like we, we actually kicked. There was a lot of kick tennis, and it's boring to watch. But Bowden yeah. Barrett was making good decisions, and there's that one opportunity, banged the spiral down, down to the 22, and we, we actually won that battle. Second half, we went away from it. And we and we and when we when we came to make that decision to kick, it was too late, and then we had to put it up high, and it was a, a horrible kick. So, you're saying we we probably need to kick a little bit more. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there, okay. I'm not saying if we should. Mm. <laughs> I'm, just, Brad, uh, I'm just throwing that stat out there. <laughs> no, no, I, I can hear what you're saying, and, and that's what I've been trying to tell tell people and everyone that's listening is is kicking is important. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's the way that we're kicking at the moment. Like with like our, t- you know, like you do a lot of box kicking, and when it goes perfect, like what distance are you trying to nail? When I was playing, it was around the twenty meter mark, because what yeah. France were doing was they were escorting really well legally to an extent, but when that ball's a little bit too long, you, you struggle to get through those escorts and actually get up and compete. So the high ball needs to be shorter, and if we're going to kick long, we're going to find some space. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, like the first, that first half, May, our kick selection was was perfect. We mm. we put the put France under a lot of pressure, and um, yeah. So yeah, like you said, it's, it's probably the selection of of kick. I'm not. I haven't I haven't watched it again since. So I, I I can't really. I haven't sat back and and looked exactly what we could have done better. But I'm sure. I'm sure those boys are over there dissecting it. Um, you know, well and truly the because we're going to have to play South Africa or Ireland in the, in the quarterfinals, most likely. So um, it'll be very, they'll no doubt, you know, have mm. a pretty similar game plan to what Francis showed at us. So pretty good dress rehearsal for a quarterfinal. Yeah, it's a big week. Yeah, Luke Jacobson's your man, uh, played for the Chiefs. Mm. He's starting at six. Uh, well, what are you hoping to see from him, mate? Well, from an all perspective, the six position's been debated for a very long time. He gets his chance, a start, which he'll be relishing. Yeah, I think, you know, Luke's. You know, he hasn't played a, a hell of a lot of rugby just mm. through circumstance. He didn't get a, a lot um, in that Aussie test, and um, yeah, he, mate, he's a phenomenal player. He's, out, he's one of our best players this year for the Chiefs. So, just want to see him get his steel shoulders out and just put some hits on people. That's what he does best, probably. So, I'm sure that's what he'll be focusing on and everything after. You know, are they playing Namibia? Is it? So, Namibia, yeah. You know, anything else that sort of comes off that, you know, he'll he'll dominate. He's just. He's he's just one of those guys that I'm so happy that I've had on my team because mm. I would hate to have to have run into him either. Yeah, I've heard I've heard about these and I've seen them uh, throughout Super Rugby and hopefully we can see a transition to the international game. We appreciate you coming on, brother, and uh, you're taking on Manawa Two tonight. Are we going to see the janitor out in action? <laughs> <laughs> always, mate. He's always there. He's always cleaning up. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Plenty of sweeping, <laughs> eh, boys? Are you giving those uh, Hawks Bay Fords a bit of a bit of lip, mate? You you shouldn't be cleaning up. 
you know me, mate. I'll, I'll give them plenty of lip regardless, even if they're going good. So, yeah, <laughs> keeping them honest. Just quickly, that Bay Plenty game, what did you say mm. to that guy when you got up and stood over him? <laughs> nah, so... And then so he ran down the other him, end, you egg. Yeah, I know. But when, it, when, I, when I carried into him, he like started screaming as he was like tackling me and then obviously wriggled out and scored. So I just like screamed in his face and then just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and did you look at him when uh, he ran down the other end? Yeah, I was like, oh, you dog, you got me back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful, Webby. Hey, all the best tomorrow night, and uh, thanks so much for joining us, mate. We appreciate your time. Keep your passport close, son. <laughs> Keep the passport yeah. close. And up the magpies. I can't say the bait the for another pies. year, but that's all right. Up the magpies. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> thanks very much, Brad. Brad Webber there with us, uh, taking on the Manawa 2 tomorrow night in the Bunnings NPC. It is 8.22 here on SENZ. We've got the last two tickets to the Warriors-Newcastle game this weekend. Find out how you can win those next. Oh, my God. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Just when you thought they were gone forever, we've got our hands on the hottest tickets in town. My precious. It's time for your chance to win two tickets to the NRL playoffs to see history made as the one New Zealand Warriors take on the Knights. Yes, we've got two tickets. Is that Lord of the Tickets? That's Lord of the Tickets. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, uh, How old, good. Old Gandalf the Boss come through for us uh, with those. Uh, SENZ secure the very last tickets available to the one New Zealand Warriors against the Knights at Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart, Saturday night, 6.05. We've got that double pass to give away. So you get yourself to the ground and get through the gates with the hottest ticket in town. Here's how it works, right? We've got a trivia question for you. Once we've asked this question. Got it. <laughs> You've got 15 <laughs> minutes to text the correct answer to double eight double three. Get announced the winner, 5 p.m. Friday. Each show's going to have a different clue, all right, or a different question. So here is our question for today. When was the last time the Warriors made the NRL playoffs? When was the last time the Warriors made the NRL playoffs? Playoffs is the is the question too, yeah. not the final. Not the final. So yeah, the finals, the you know, the top eight basically. Double eight, double three. Double eight, double three. That is the number. Uh, text your name and the answer to that question. Double eight, double three, and you are in the draw. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Uh, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day, and plenty of text still coming through, boys, on this on this All Black team selection. Um, uh, a lot of people sort of confused about Foster continuing to pick Bowden Barrett at 15 and, and, and a few about having how many Blues players are in the team um, as well. There's been a bit of uh, bias coming through on that, on that front. But, and we've talked about all of those things. Are you surprised that Finlay Christie's not on the bench as a backup to Cam Roygaard here, that Aaron Smith is, is on the bench here? Because it feels like Finlay Christie probably needs the game time more than, more than Aaron Smith does. One, two. One, two. You, if if there's any cohesion they're trying to build, you can see it at the halfback position. You know, Cam Roygaard and Aaron Smith are a one and two combination. Um, so no, I'm not surprised at all. And, and uh, look, this is this is there's a lot of to to debate about this team. The team has been selected. Now we've just got to jump on this train and and enjoy this ride and and see how it all unfolds. Because Petty has come through. It's got me going. We've we've been we've been debating. 
And we've been having our uh, opinions out there. But he said, up the AVs, let's get up and get in and support the boys. Fying a Nuku to set a new try and scoring record up the wires. And you are excited to see what Leicester's been doing. He's been a premier winger throughout Super Rugby. Yeah. Oh, look, I thought Leicester would have been in the last game. But um, oh, he's been the premier player of the competition, the Super mm. competition too. So, you know, having to wait this long to see him, um, at least we get to see him. Because I think he's probably a better fit coming off the bench than Harvilli or anyone else because he can cover all those positions. Mm. And and you're going to need strike. You know, if we're, if we're sitting that far down the table, we need someone who can change your game. Mm. You know, Mark Talia, you've got to say he's one of those blokes. Leicester Fianuk, who's different, uh, definitely the other. All right, keep those texts coming through. Double eight, double three. Time to get away for news with Araha. Thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven away from nine o'clock here on SENZ. It's Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, and joining us from the TAB as he normally does around this time is Paul Mawati. You can bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Morning, Paul. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you, uh, Ricardo. Um, not quite as good as County's Monaco supporters, Ooh. though. After they got up late last, um, well, late in the game last night against Canterbury, and a number of uh, punt, uh, those punters um, were richly rewarded. There are uh, a few power plays in that game that got up by Counties Monaco to trail at any point in the match and win. That was paying $8. Bang, that's a collect. Um, Counties Monaco uh, to win by 1-12 to 12 and over 56.5 total points in the game. That was paying $10. And Jimmy Tupo or James Thompson to be the first or second try scorer. That was paying $11. So, yeah, plenty of collects for Counties Monaco supporters last night um, with that last-minute sideline conversion to win the game um, for the home team. Mate, we've got the uh, Namibia All Blacks test coming up this weekend for the World Cup before the All Blacks go on about a 12-day rest. Um, how uh, how are, they, are those odds looking and, and what specials have you got? Have you got a, like a Leicester Whanganuku to score a hat-trick, those, those kind of things? Yeah, I think the bookies are working on all those special markets for the All Blacks match uh, as we speak. So at the moment, the All Blacks are 72 and a half point favourites uh, against the Namibians. And I can tell you, 62% of turnover in that point start market is on the All Blacks, minus 72 and a half. So plenty of support for the, um, the All Blacks, uh, even after that uh, first up game against the French. Um, it looks like, it, well, the weather that they've been having over in France and the hard track um, will be conducive to open running rugby, and I'm sure we'll see that from the All Blacks, and the punters think that as well. So minus 72.5, the All Blacks, has been very well backed. Nice stuff, Paulie. Good stuff, man. Go well. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll catch up with you again Monday. Watch and be live on your favourite sports and racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18, when we come back, former Fijian international Ben Volivala joins us next. All right, welcome back, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Well, we're going to be talking World Cup rugby, French rugby, and a player that I played with at the Crusaders and played against them a few times. He's represented Fiji 
fly half, first five, outstanding bloke. His name is Ben Volavola, who is over in France at the moment, plying his trade for Argin, but potentially might be a chance come World Cup. They've got a few injuries in that Fijian flying team. Ben Volavola, how you doing, brother? Good, thanks, brother. Good, thanks. Mate, uh, it's been a while between drinks. You're up there in the north, running around in 30-plus degrees heat. How's it been, mate, playing uh, in France for the last, what, six, seven years? Yeah, six years now. It's been awesome. It's been uh, an awesome experience to get to experience a different culture, uh, travel around France because of the rugby. Um, it's it's really it's been an incredible incredible um, experience, mate. You've seen the resurgence of, of French rugby in the last wee while. It's been on the cards, mate. You got probably the most competitive top league in rugby going around in the globe. Are you surprised about how well the French, particularly the international side, is, and, and obviously the top fourteen? And what have you put it down to? What have you seen in the last six years to really? Paint the picture of why French rugby has been so successful as a late. Well, we just got a hiding from them against the All Blacks, so we're trying to figure it all out. Uh, I, I think it's been their grassroots program coming through, but also the um, the talent that come around the that, that come into France from around the world. And I think a few years ago, just watching the top fourteen competition uh and the level that it's grown in the last few years and where it's at now you're, you're starting to see the benefits that the french in, the french national team are, are reaping at the moment so i think it's it's due to a great national competition within the top 14 but also um their their, their program as a whole and you see their under 20s even their under 20s mm. team is quite successful as well the, the skill set is evolving you know like the french they play with a lot of emotion, emotion but the players are, are really skillful they've got big bodies they're, they're ticking all the boxes set piece the game plan but like um you're just trying to understand it like is it something they really focus on like in new zealand we love unstructured just grabbing the ball and playing what we see what is the french style yeah, I think over the years, and you, and you'd know, uh, Izzy is uh, the French. The French are, have always had the skill set. Mm. I think now, now they're they're probably one of the biggest teams in world rugby, um, and also the fittest. So they're they're mm. able to not just apply their their trade within their skill set, but also be able to dominate games and teams through their size and their their conditioning. And I think that goes hand in hand. And you see the. Uh, for example, the first game against the All Blacks, then being able to play a, di- a direct game, but also change it up and play wide as well when they want to. Mm. Hey Ben, you've been down here and you've you've uh, played in the competitions down here. You're up there. The main difference, like, is it the size and the and the 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 ability to be able to endure through that game? The main difference that you're talking about. Um, I think. I think the difference between teams these days is very minimal, very minimal. Mm. And size could be one, power could be one, skill set could be one. I mean, you see the Fijian versus Wales game the other night, for example. And you'd probably say that the Fijians dominated physically, but the Welsh were just able to apply scoreboard pressure within their own strategies and uh, their kicking game. So it all goes hand in hand, but also... 
teams are finding a way to win tough games these days, and it's it's the beauty of international rugby, I think, these days. Say it, Benny. Say it. They got ripped off. They got ripped off the flying <laughs> Fijians, mate. They should have won that game. Some of that refereeing was dubious as anything. What did you make of that game, mate? I was uh, I was so pr- I was so proud, but also so disappointed for the for mm. our boys. Um, they deserve to win that that game, and obviously um, they they experienced a few hard calls. Mm. But I was just really 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 proud of the effort that they put in and the uh, the character that the entire team had displayed throughout that game. Um, j- just just on your um, situation at the moment. You think Caleb Munts is out? You go straight in. Yep. Have you had any word or, or anything like that? Are you going to be a part of this World Cup? Mate? Like it'll be an easy transition, really, to get in there and and give them some confidence and a bit of backup for for Titi Talia. Yeah. Tala. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I didn't get didn't have any word with uh, the coaching staff mm. after uh, Caleb went down. But I also understood that there were also two options they could have taken, which was myself or Botitu. Mm. Obviously, they they went with Botitu, and um, he's he's an incredible talent as well. Can play numerous positions, and uh, I hope he he's able to uh, join in well and is able to find the those combinations with with the entire group really quickly for this next game. Benny, I've missed out on World Cups. It absolutely sucks. Like how are you how are you going through this this situation, bro? Are you still hungry to get out there and play international rugby? Big time. Big time. Um I'm always I've, it's always been a privilege for me to play and don the don the white jersey and play for Fiji and mm. represent my country. Um and it was really disappointing and guttering when I first found out that I didn't make the squad, but still, and it's it's probably um, dug this this bigger desire for me to want to don that jersey again. So mm. still hungry to play at that level, um, but for the meantime, just supporting the boys as best as I can. Ben, Ben, it feels like Fiji have got over that. Uh, that little bump, you know, when you're when you're going up against international teams and plenty of bumps in that team, and you? yeah, and, <laughs> and you're and you're so close. But over the last couple of games, and they should have won that game against Wales, uh, Wales on the weekend. It now looks like Fiji, when they come up internationally, that they're there um, or thereabouts against any world team. And, and is that how you're feeling? Like this is probably the the next decade, the, all about Fiji. Personally, I think so for sure. Um, I think the the addition of the draw boys and then being able to play week in week out at a mm. at a top level within the super super rugby competition, um, with <clears throat> in addition with the the boys who come from Europe, and then being able to play world class rugby at a high level, <clears throat> it just matures our entire squad. That, and um, I think we're seeing the benefits of that. Especially late in games, uh, we're able to stick with Tier One nations and push them, push them into um, those 79, 80-minute um, marks within those games. And yeah, it's really exciting. It's it's very exciting. I think uh, our future as a as a union is very exciting. Ben, I've always wondered, you know, like uh, marking or, or playing against one Ben Volavola is tough. But when you got fifteen of them out there on the on the park, it is a tough a tough task. Now they've got a solid set piece. Scrummer's line out is strong. We know the Fijian flair that they can offer up. 
how do you coach this? Like, like you've been a part of that team and you've seen them evolve. Like, how do you coach a team full of Fijians that just want to offload, they want to run, and they want to play free-spirited rugby? Uh, I think the the basic the, the foundation the basic foundations of our our style has been to to play like Fijians. We didn't want to mm. be like every other international team because um, it's just not the Fijian way. Um, and there are little structures for us to to get back into and to to find ourselves when when things go a bit messy. But at the same time, we also want to express ourselves the way Fijians can express themselves freely. And uh, I think you saw that against Wales. That that identity, eh, Ben, is what you're talking about. Like people mm-hmm. come to watch Fiji play, and and you know, like as he's saying, 15 men across the board can can really turn um, turn it on. Do you, you think they can come back out the rest of the, the tournament and still get through to the next rounds? Definitely. I think it was obviously disappointing they beat uh, the result against Wales, but um, they, the boy, I know the boys are going to be working even harder and be more uh, be more hungry for this next game, which is against Australia. And they, they also know the massive challenge that's, in, that's ahead of them against Australia. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this game and seeing how the boys go. I'm picking them. I've picked them to get out of the pool and make the quarterfinals. We know it's a, a competitive tournament from the outset. The Fiji and, and the Pacific Islands, you've got Tonga, you've got Samoa. Have you put that down to their inclusion? And what do you put down to their resurgence? Obviously, eligibility is playing a big factor in that. Big time. I think that's one thing is their eligibility. Um, but also, I think you see cycles of players through generations, and I think we're just in the right generation right now, and the right cycle mm. of players are coming through who are playing world-class rugby, and that's throughout the board within the Pacific. You see Samoa pushing Ireland to, to the very end the other week, and I'm also looking forward to how they're going to go for their first game, and also the mm. Tongan boys as well, with the inclusion of uh, the likes of Malachi and um, a good mate of mine, uh, Tamapio, Izzy Falau, who's obviously uh, unfortunately injured, but so much talent is mm. now being invested into the into the Pacific Nations, and I see. I think you see these this, these cycles of uh, talent going through going through the uh, through these teams throughout the generations, and I think um, this is a great generation to be a part of. Beautiful, brother. We love seeing the Pacific Islands thriving and being competitive on the world stage. Ben Volavola, just quickly before we let you go, give us some French, mate. Give us some French. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my français est horrible, mais uh, français c'est, en français c'est bien, uh, la vie et tout c'est bien. J'ai très content pour, ma, pour, pour mon ami Easy Dag. Il est... Uh, a très bon mec. Ah, oh, well, translate, please. Just say the French language is really difficult. Um, really happy for my mate Izzy um, and finding his way through uh, the transitioning of from after rugby to life after rugby. And How he's cool. really happy for him. Thank you, Benny Bella. You're an absolute legend, mate. I look forward to one day catching up with you when you stop gloating around Europe and you come back to to, to Ground Zero and you come back home and we can catch up and, and enjoy enjoy the future and maybe some kava to boot because I'll tell you one thing, <laughs> Benny. Don't stop, mate. 
because I can't even walk through these can't. doors to talk rubbish on radio. <laughs> can't wait, Bryce. Can't wait, my Bryce. All good, my bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.